Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. Now, it's time for Spotlight Star Wars with your host, Ken Knapsack. All right, Spotlight Star Wars fans, here we are. I believe this is the 144th edition of the show that's been stretching the entire run of the modern Star Wars era. It's my chance to, I always say, monologue uh, from me to you about my love of Star Wars, my unique journey that hopefully you find similar to yours. Shared unique journeys. It's something we've been talking about here on uh, Force Center for a bit in the last couple uh, weeks at least. Um, But uh, this is a little bit different. I love occasionally 
bringing someone on for a nice little chat about Star Wars or about the world around Star Wars, about creating things about Star Wars, celebrating Star Wars and finding the fun. And uh, this next guest returning to Force Center uh, does all of those things consistently and actually produces some of my favorite Star Wars content out on the Internet and as well as other uh, things. And we can even talk about branching on beyond Star Wars. Uh, uh, please, Force Center fans, please welcome back to the show the wonderful Jamie Stangroom. Jamie, how you doing, buddy? Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, you know, you and I were trying to catch up off air, too. We're, we're, we're hanging in there, which I believe is a good thing right now, you know? It is. Survival. If you're surviving, I think 2020 stroke the yeah. first part so far of 2021. If you're surviving, that's you're winning. You're winning. Winning big. Surviving's enough right now. Winning big. Uh, we're also releasing this uh, video on YouTube, but an actual uh, video. You can see our faces. Uh, something uh, we might do more of here on Force Center, but uh, we love uh, rebroadcasting our podcast as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you check out the podcast as well. Jamie, uh, I don't want to bury the lead. Uh, I, I We are here to really talk about one particular project that I know you've been working on for a very long time, but time of this recording, episode one of this YouTube series, is out more coming it is your new show Lightspeed tonight with Waymer's what am i saying that name right you could be because there's no like official way there's no canon way of saying it yet but uh Wimera says Wimera's um and i think Wimera's. it came i mean that's what i've gone with that's what Wimera's has Love gone it. with um because I'm not confirming or denying that I am Wimera's no. Watt, but let's just pretend I am. Let's just say I am Wimera's okay. Watt. I do play Wimera's Watt. Um, yeah, the name actually came from one of those quizzes, those yeah. Star Wars, uh, find your Star Wars name quizzes. Oh. I was messing around with one of those because I, I hate coming up with names yeah. you know, for titles of shows or, you know, I'm not used to coming up with names for characters. Yeah. Um and I uh, was struggling and just did one of those quizzes. And it, it came out of some sort of formula there anyway. Yeah. No, that's a great because uh, everyone knows if you want your Star Wars name, it's some kind of, you know, you could be, you know, Luke Skywalker is the, is, is the silliest name in the world. And we all love it. And it works. But it's it's pretty silly. Uh, it's a pretty silly name. So Star Wars names have that. But I, I, uh, I like that one. That one actually really works. So what is that like your dog and streets name or something? Is this your sex worker name as well? I think it's that. I think it was exactly that. Yeah. Uh, purely my sex working name. Yeah. Mixed with my um, third dog's name. Um, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't the first name that came out. I okay. definitely had to do some sort of tinkering. Um, yeah. I can't really remember because uh, I mean, to be honest at that stage, yeah. I didn't really think I was going to make this thing. Really? Yeah. 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 It was a, uh, it was a, it was a lockdown pipe dream. Oh, yes. We've all had the things to accomplish in a worldwide lockdown dreams. So uh, let me reset it for those who haven't had a chance to watch it yet, because this actually might be your first uh, introduction if you're listening or watching. So Jamie put together a little, uh, right now it's a three-part comedy series, hopefully more. I'm hoping for more. We'll talk about that at the end. It is the uh, easiest way. It's, it's satire. Uh, Jamie's always so good at, at satire, I believe. Uh, you're, you're master of the craft. This is also a little parody as well. Uh, so uh, like uh, last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO, this this is Lightspeed Tonight, man at desk, um, uh, commenting on Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Wimeris Watt is that man at the desk, and he's he's commenting on mm. the news in the Star Wars universe in the period of time, to begin with anyway, of The Phantom Menace. So the first right. three episodes that you mentioned are all set within The Phantom Menace timeline. And, and, it, and it really, the idea came from... 
lockdown to begin yeah. with. Uh, we're now just coming out of lockdown three. The trilogy is complete in the UK. Uh, yeah. And this this hair represents yeah. all three lockdowns. I mean, the, the barbers have been open between lockdowns, yeah. but I couldn't get around to it, you know, I was, it's, I was busy it's, uh, yeah, it's in, enjoying being allowed out of the house. Um, yeah. I didn't want to go into a barber's. Um, so, yeah, it really has been three lockdowns in the making. And I was, yeah. I was chatting to, because, you know, I like to, I'm trying to do more with the YouTube channel, like a lot yeah. of people have with lockdown and, you know, losing lots of, um, you know, normal work, I guess. Um, yeah. So like many, many people uh, was left in a, you know, a, a difficult position work-wise and to a certain extent still am as, you yeah. know, we, we slowly but surely Same. creep back towards uh, normality. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to do more on the YouTube channel, but I don't, I don't really, I, I don't have no problem with them, but I don't do reaction videos. I don't yeah. really do um, newsy type videos on a regular basis. I'll yeah, do yeah. the odd kind of milestone, you know, review or what have you. Um, I enjoy those types of videos, but I just, don't yeah. feel comfortable doing things like reaction videos, for example. So yeah. I'm always trying to Same. think of complicated videos <laughs> to make that will then only hurt me in the long run because they'll take so long to make when I could have released 20 reaction videos in that space of time. Um, and I was chatting to my mate Vince, yeah. who I've worked with before, and um, just said, you know, what would what would what would TV be like in the Star Wars universe? What would they yeah. be watching on TV? Oh, and, yeah. and I like I like last week tonight with John Oliver. I don't. Yeah. I don't know it that well though, because I mean, I'm sure we'd get it somewhere sure. on the telly box in the UK, but it's not easy to find. Um, I, I don't watch it. And also, yeah. you know, um, I know the big stories in America, American yeah. politics, but I don't know the everyday domestic right. stories. So I, a lot of it, I can't really relate to. So I guess my relationship with John Oliver is, is when he does the big kind of monologues on Brexit yep. or Trump that we understand over here, or yeah. at least I understand over here. Yeah. Um, so clips on YouTube, clips on social media. And um, Vince is a big fan. Uh, yeah. John Oliver, by the way, he and I are from the same part of the UK and support ask. the same football team. So, so you know, it seemed like it was it was coming together. Um, yeah. And uh, Vince is a big fan, though. And we decided that was really the reason we went for that sort of format was because it seemed the easiest to replicate because mm. I being completely on my own in lockdown, basically using essentially a shared green screen, right. um, like a pasting table, you know, for like the wallpaper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like one of those that I put like black kind of like fake tell. wood, you know, effects on. And yeah, there we go. Well, um, it just seemed like an easy, simple, simpler format to try and replicate. Yeah, no. And, it, and again, you can tell retell parts of the Star Wars story. You can dig into it. You can have some fun with it, which you do. And, you know, putting together, it can be a little daunting, uh, and, and, and especially as, as a Star Wars fan, like you are, like you want to maybe get it right, uh, make sure you're, 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 uh, you know, uh, respecting it while also if you're poking a little fun of the story. And I think you always ride that line so, so well, uh, you know, your Empire Strikes Door Doc is, is taking a, 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 a very important part of Star Wars lore and just having a lot of fun with it while also celebrating it. So I think you, you found that, you found that, uh, lane with this project, but you talked about not, you didn't, you just didn't have confidence in yourself that you were going to get it done or is it just the, the horns of the Deveronian character you've created for yourself were, were daunting? How, how did you push past not wanting or feeling like you couldn't complete it? Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I'm, first of all, I'm not an actor and mm. that's why I took, so to yeah. be honest, if we weren't in a lockdown, yeah, I would have asked uh, a local actor mate, 
you know, to mm. play Wimera's what, and they could put on a vocal performance, you know, and, and um, really create a character. Um, but we weren't, we didn't have that luxury. So yeah. Wimera's what is basically just me with face paint on, you know, I'm, I'm not changing my voice or anything. I didn't want to attempt to, maybe I could have pulled it off, but yeah. I didn't want to attempt to. I'm not, I'm not confident yeah. I'm not an actor. I'm not an actor. And so all I could do was do a slightly exaggerated version of me, yeah. really, and Star Wars-ify it, um, yeah, you yeah. know, in terms of the the language at times. And um, yeah, it just, to be honest, it, it, it see, the mm. picture I had in my mind, yeah. I could never have probably produced you know, right, even if right. I did have more than just me, one man in his camera in a hot shed uh, with uh, face paint dripping off him. Dripping off, yeah. um, I don't think I could have produced that picture anyway. I think we, we do that, don't we? We always set yeah. up, you know, of our course. visions too high. And yeah. um, I don't know, it just seemed like something that, and I filmed it a long time ago. And yeah. um, also it, yeah, yeah. it was a few disasters um, getting to actually finish filming it. Um, I just, to be honest, I just, I, yeah. I was making it up as I went along. Apart from the script process, which you're yeah. involved with, yeah, yeah. After the script, I was making it up as I went along. I but look, you're 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 the what you're describing is a very Star Wars like story. Uh, uh, you have the script, you have the story, but you're trying to figure it out. You're you're breaking new ground, and then when you're done with it, you're like that was nowhere near uh, what I envisioned. So you're like George Lucas. You are George Lucas. Absolutely. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, where, how did you, uh, well, Maris Watt is a, is a Devarodian, uh, which is, uh, I think, got a, that, that species in Star Wars has gotten some new life thanks to uh, Clancy Brown's uh, character in uh, Mandalorian um, uh, season one. So what made you go with that, uh, that creature? Was it the easiest to uh, replicate or the hardest and you wanted to tackle it? Uh, to be honest, um, it's the former. So much like last week tonight seemed like the simplest format to, yeah. to at least attempt to replicate. Um, this character seemed like the easiest species to yeah. replicate because um, I, I do edit these. Uh, I have limited editing skills and learned a lot yeah. on the go, especially with um, green screen. I don't do much green screen. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was, I, I knew I wouldn't be able to do anything, you know, uh, Animation-wise, if if I was to wear a mask, I wouldn't be able to make the the mouths move. And um, I have friends who might be able to help. And you kind of think, well, people are in lockdown, especially yeah. in the first lockdown when things were really closed down. They've, yeah. they've got time now, but I, I I feel bad about asking people, you know, yeah, to, to do things. I often just try and do it myself. Um, so I didn't want to go down that route, pinning pinning myself in yeah. to something that I might not be able to actually. Um, pull off when I get to the edit. So uh, I spoke to Vince and we just, so we ruled out a mask, yeah, a yeah. mask of any sort. Cause obviously you can get your chewy masks, you can get your Yoda yeah. masks, you know, and um, also kind of thought like a species that's not too obvious mm-hmm. is quite interesting anyway. And yeah. the Deveronian, I guess was in my mind, like you mentioned with the Mandalorian um, yeah. season one. Yeah. And also I've always, uh, for me, it's always been the, the one you see in the Mos Eisley Cantina in the, obviously in the original Star Wars film, that's right. always just been one of those first characters that sort of springs into my mind when someone says, yeah. you know, the cantina. I don't know why, just that shot, that quite close up shot of that, that Deveronian there, just with, with paler skin to uh, Wimaris. Yeah. Wimaris is more like, is it Berg in the Mandalorian or Borg or Berg? Or, yeah, yeah, Berg, um, yeah, Berg. More, more red. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it kind of 
takes me back to childhood in a way as well. Just that, that vision of the Deveronian uh, who I relate to the cantina. I love that connection. That, that is one of those shots. It's so it's, and that's so, and that's star Wars. It's a second on screen. It's, it's uh, in our, in our hearts uh, forever. Uh, so that, that works for me. Uh, when you finally got the horns on and you sat down to tape yourself, right? You probably were by yourself. Did you roll camera? Was Vince there? Or was that just you in the shed? No, no, no. So this was like, um, this, when we actually filmed it, we yeah. were towards the end of the first lockdown, which was the real okay. serious lockdown. Yeah, when we yeah. were still figuring out, you know, what was going on in the world, um, what this disease really, you know, really means and how we can obviously uh, work around it. Um, so no, no, uh, purely on my own. Uh, in great. hindsight, probably should have got Vince on FaceTime or something to direct <laughs> me a little bit. Um, ah. But I had lights to sort out. Um, I had cameras overheating. It was, we had like a crazy hot spring in the UK. Right. Um no kind of fan in the room, uh, face pain melting, melting off. camera overheating, horns drooping off me. Um, it was, uh, and that was the third time yeah. I had two failed attempts. Oh uh, my, okay. I had two failed attempts. In fact, at some point I need to find, uh, I've got the footage somewhere. I need to screenshot some of the terrible attempts. I mean, oh. what I ended up with in terms yeah. of the face pain is okay. That's good, man. In fact, well, it's great compared to what I <laughs> had. I've got to find, I've got to find the footage and screenshot. You've got to make I'll that like a, a, a Patreon exclusive or something for you. Yeah. Just the actual, yeah. The alt cut. It's like that phantom, uh, not the phantom S, but the phantom at first edit of a new hope, right? Where we only see a couple shots here and there. And it's in, it's part of star Wars lore, you know? Oh, it's, it's, it's dreadful. And um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like I just say, the way it's the way it's come out mm -hmm. in terms of how Wameris looks and how the the, the studio looks, um, all things considered, it could have been a whole lot worse. It was a whole lot worse, you know. Yeah. Um, and I had no, exp I, I I've been to comic cons and what have you, yeah. but I've, I've I'm not a cosplayer. I've never been big on Halloween, so yeah. uh, for me, it was a big Same. thing. Yeah. Having to do face paint and prosthetics as well. It was like a kind of like a bowl cap and then something on the brow and then yeah. the horns, obviously, and uh, ear, pointy the ears. They weren't, they weren't my real ears, you know. Oh. And uh, then loads of red face paint. It's look, I'm like you, I'm not a cosplayer, never much for Halloween, but I, so that's why it's even more impressive. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the actual writing process. And this is that thing I love discussing. If we're Star Wars fans, true and true. And sometimes I think it's easy for Star Wars fans to forget that it's okay to poke a little fun or have some fun around the world. Uh, the last few years, you know, the online discourse and debate, if that's even what you want to call it at times, other times just straight out harassment. You, 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 sometimes we all can kind of draw lines in the sand and get behind. I'm guilty of that too. Of, of here I'm a comedian by trade, but sometimes I'm like, no, do not make fun of Star Wars. Only the skipper can make fun of Gilligan. And then I just have to remind myself, like it's okay. And 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 you never poke fun. You, you're just having fun in the world, having fun with the characters. And this is a great example of that. So how did you approach the writing of the script? You going with episode one? How did you how did you break it down in your mind? If you can share that. Yeah. So. Like I said before, we I was talking to Vince. Um, so Vince has um, worked with me on a lot of my YouTube projects, okay. um, including The Empire Strikes Door, the, the documentary that right. you mentioned. And um, like I said, we were sort of um, pinging ideas about set on the the John Oliver Last Week Tonight uh, format. Mm. And it just seemed natural, not just from a kind of, um, you know, this is episode one in terms of the Star Wars Skywalker story, if you like. Right. It seemed natural to go with the prequels just because 
I imagined if you were a comedy writer, satire writer in that period of time, living in the Star Wars universe, right? You know, all your Christmases have come at once every day of the week. There's just so much so crazy, much confusing, bad yeah. politics uh, yeah. going on. So it just seemed right to start, not just because it's the first film in, in the Skywalker saga, but um, because yeah. it just seemed right and yeah. easier to start with the prequels because there's a lot of comedy to be had with the amazingly yeah. confusing political storyline. Look, I, I think you're doing a, a great job of the series of really looking at some of the big Lucas themes and looking at what he presented there, whether or not every one of those themes or moments hit hit with the audiences. We know historically maybe they didn't, but there's there's a lot to dive into to question. One of my favorite moments is you have uh, a little run on, on Padme, a character we love. We celebrate Padme so much here at Forest Center, but also this idea of like, she's a 14-year-old girl being asked to do this, and you got Fish Guy taking advantage. This is bad, and it's just fun that you really dive into some of that kind of stuff in the movie. You're, so you're not just poking fun; you're actually having some purpose there. I love. No, that. and also Newt Gunray is is a character we all love to hate anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's a jerk. He's, He's a horrible. jerk. Um. So, I, um. Yeah. Wameras, well, you know, yeah. digs in deep on on Newt. He he, he yeah. roasts him, yeah. uh, and. And that kind of that's a callback that follows throughout yeah. um, the, the three episodes. Um, but yeah, so we um, we decided on um, picking what well, doing three episodes for the Phantom Menace, yeah. and maybe we'll do three episodes for Attack of the Clones. Um, and we just thought about what are the main events, and we wanted, like you said, we wanted to honor Star Wars in terms of being as factually factually correct as yeah. um, as possible. Um, but at the same time, we didn't want to completely uh, restrict ourselves. So we made a couple of decisions. Uh, one was that we will include the odd real world reference uh, yeah. purely for gags, you know, just yeah. because Vince, Vince hasn't seen the Clone Wars. Um, mm. He doesn't know the films as well as me. I'm working my way through the Clone Wars. I know yeah. the films better than better yeah. than Vince, not that it's a competition, um, <laughs> but we're not, you know, we're not... Um, yeah. We're not Alex from Star Wars Explained, who, right. who, who yeah. is involved, which we'll come on to in a moment. Yeah. Um, so we kind of also decided that we're not going to get too caught up on yeah. being completely truthful uh, to canon, you know, and yeah. then restricting ourselves when we think there might be a, a, a good gag. I think there's a few mistakes that we have made, which we, we didn't realize until it was too late. But uh, there are a few mistakes or inaccuracies that are, that were, that, that are known about. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, Vince would go off and do... So, sorry, we decided yeah. on three events. First was the invasion of Naboo. Second was pod racing. Yeah. Uh, and then we finished with the um, the battle yeah. of Naboo. So even though, like, Wameris is saying, last week we spoke about this, this week we're talking about that, we know there's not a week between those events, you know, right, but right. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It really yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, we're not actually canon uh, yet. But, yeah. Um, yet. Yet, yeah, exactly. um, I, I do think there needs to be more reporters and, and, and entertainment forms and service. Yet, I, and I'm sure you'll get probably the odd like, "Well, the Battle of Naboo happened two days after." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have some fun. <laughs> you, you truly are. Again, you're like George. Hey, George, here's the canon. That's eh, not what my story needs. I'm going to go in this direction. That's what you need to do. You need to tell your stories. Yeah. Um, script writing yeah, hey, process. George, yeah. what, go ahead. No, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, yeah, no, because no. yeah, George wasn't George. Um, did 
Did George, George said something about continuity, didn't he? Something disparaging about continuity. I mean, a, infamously not too concerned about it, uh, and, and, yeah. and but also kept with a lot. Of, he had a lot of it. I think you go to those early drafts of the Star Wars, you see a lot of concepts like Naboo and Mace Windy and the Jedi Bend. It's all kind of there in his head. And just, you know, as you're making a film, you, you got to whittle things down. It's like adapting a novel. You're not going to hit every page. So I, I love that. I love that about George. And, and, and you know, yeah, Leia does have... Uh, weird memories of a mother she never met but uh, hey it's force uh, the force uh, I keep going to that Clone Wars episodes we actually just reviewed her in Force Center where Padme is on Alderaan on a balcony looking out and she's kind of sad and she's be- beautifully sad and maybe Leia picked up on that and that's all now it all ties together for George yeah but then I have to say I like that and yeah. I feel like I've become more like that through the process of making yeah. I become more like George Lucas through the process of making See? light speed tonight. Um, because to be gone to begin with, to be honest, I didn't like the idea of real world references. That was Vince's idea. Because Vince right. did the first sort of skeleton draft, then we would then um build it up together, um, add the meat to that skeleton. Yeah. And I didn't like the idea of the real world references. I wanted to keep it all in universe. In universe. And I was a little bit at first, um, a bit kind of uh, militant about keeping this completely, you know, true to canon uh, and just realized as we went on, don't worry about it. But that's, that's, I, I have that problem. Like even now when it's done, I'm, people are at the moment, it's really only my subscriber base have seen it. It's not gone beyond that. So I'm only right. expecting mostly nice comments. Um, sure. And I'm always happy to see, you know, constructive criticism as well but people are focusing on that was enjoyable that was entertaining yeah. five minutes but i'm focusing on oh, hang on you can tell that's a bulk up <laughs> there and the, the sound's gone a little bit funny for that split second there and nobody's yeah. noticing those things but i am because i've yep. stared at it for so long in the edit and yeah. and hate it well there's the creative process in a nutshell but, there but then the scripts um yeah. so once we got to that final um stage with the two of us um yeah. we then sent them to yourself yeah alex from yeah. uh star wars explained yeah take a look at uh, which was, uh, you know, I, I love that and I appreciate that uh, faith in anything uh, I think or say about Star Wars or jokes and comedy. And it was fun. And that's why And I've seen I've seen all the cuts, uh, at least, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe you did some final tweaks, but I think people are in store, for, uh, you know, for some even more fun. Yeah, no, it was great. And it was weird. And, uh, you know, I, I think we even Alex had an email exchange where it's just like, hey, there's some modern references here. And, you know, how do you work it in? But uh, I hope we gave you. Good notes, because I, I, I don't even know. I'm a, as a creator myself. It's like notes are. It's very vulnerable. It's very vulnerable. So I'm always hyper aware, and I just I, I, I feel like the creators got to trust their vision, and I knew you'd do that. Yeah, but same time, I feel, I feel like, and this probably comes back to. George again. I'm going to stop comparing myself to George Lucas here. Although you started, um, <laughs> I, I did. He and I stand. You know, by maybe. He was flexible in a sense with mm. continuity, but then when you watch those prequel sort of behind the scenes making of type uh, featurettes and then yeah. the documentary, um, he wasn't flexible when listening to others around him always, was he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he quite often was sort of zoned in on his own vision and there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of good in that. But at the same time, sometimes it's good just to sort of step aside and listen yeah. to what people are saying. And I'm very much for that. And yeah. Maybe I'm too easily swayed by others sometimes, actually. Um, but I wanted to send to you and Alex, because um, you both obviously have um, a 
good, great understanding of um, Star Wars. Um, Alex, obviously, that's his thing. You that's know, he's got to he's got to know he's got to know yep. his stuff. So, thank um, you to Alex for uh, the kind of keeping it as close to canon facts as possible. Yeah, and you obviously because you're a funny guy, Ken, with oh. your, your comedy background as well. And uh, I know also. Mm. Um, you're uh it's an anglophile people say you know your your brit humor as well don't you so i know yeah. you, i know you get that kind of oh, um totally. side of comedy um yeah. so yeah and um to be honest i think alex yeah alex questioned the um real world references he yeah. said the gags work but it is a bit weird having the yeah. real world references and that's completely that's completely true and we did actually take one out i think he we yeah. had a lady Gaga one which alex yes. actually singled out and that's gone. That's gone. Which um, I'm going to tell you, I don't disagree with Alex's assessment of that. I understand what he was saying, but it's like I, real world or Lady Gaga, which one is more Star Wars like? Uh, I think Lady Gaga <laughs> might have won for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 We should have kept that in. I can't even remember what yeah. it was now, that gag, but uh, it's, yeah. gone. it's gone. Uh, Bjork's in. Bjork's in though. Bjork's um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so actually there weren't many notes from you both. You both seemed pretty on, on board and mm. you gave, um, I won't, Maybe won't go into what you said, but it was some an idea you had, which is being taken into account for should we make more moving beyond these yes. three episodes? Yes. Character yes. development for Omeris. <laughs> Do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, yeah, the, the I, I'm big on the, the philosophy of comedy and um, so Scrimshaw as well over here in Forset are just where the joke comes from. What's the point of the joke? I, I, the, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Damon just released his, uh, his uh, Rogue Squadron audition video. And I, I story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I didn't have I had some notes and takes on jokes and too, but I had the same type of thing to him. It's like this should be your character's point of view. And and that should be you know how you approach it and and so that's kind of where I went with you I, so I hope I hope it's going forward because it's it's the, it's the 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 sprinklings of it are there with the the uh, Phantom Menace but as you get towards Attack of the Clones uh, I, I want you to explore that so I want you to go on and do more are you going to do more I don't know I mean oh. probably probably yeah. yeah but like at the moment I'm in that stage yeah. where I don't like it you know I, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still hurt from the edit because uh, yeah. oh, the edit totally. was horrible. Every process apart from the writing has been horrible. Yeah. Um, and totally. I'm used to low views, so I'm thick skinned enough uh, right, right. in that regard. And I'm also at ease with the fact that this, this is a slow burner, this kind yeah. of series. You could find it in five years and it will still make just as much sense if you're a Star Wars fan, you know? Evergreen. Um, yeah. So maybe when, by the time I retire, uh, if, if I can ever <laughs> retire, it might it might be a hit by then. I'd be happy with a little cult hit, a little minor cult hit online. That's fine. That's that's, that's, that's absolutely fine by me. Um, so I don't know. At the moment, it's not because yeah. the views from the one episode are low. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, it's more I'm still in pain from the edit totally. and I'm still annoyed by the fact that I can see the bulk yeah. cap join on one side of his face <laughs> and uh, what he is or yeah. the half ears, uh, the fake half ears are attached. But at the same time, yeah. I've learned so much yeah. um, throughout the process. Uh, I've learned, um, you know, I, I haven't learned the language from lockdown. I, I haven't ran a marathon or anything, um, but I, I have learned to stick horns on my head and, you know, make myself look a little bit like a Deveronian. So yeah. maybe, maybe I should, um, honor that. And I've also worked out how to edit it quicker as well, a better sort of workflow. So maybe I should 
give that a go and make more, maybe. But see, this, this, Probably, is, yeah. this is like me learning to cook with an air fryer during the lockdown. The first one, I was <laughs> unsure. The second one, I burned myself. But then it's just easy. And now I have restaurant-quality taquitos right there in my, my kitchen. You know how to do this. Uh, you you can edit it. You can get those horns on easier. And I think I, I, I'm going to start an online campaign to make sure you go forth with this. I'm well, it was, I was doing a live stream on the channel, uh, on my channel earlier, and yeah. um, uh, one of your Force Center listeners, um, yeah. Gaz Nottingham is his name on YouTube. Okay, I think yeah. on Force Center you know him as because he told me to say hello and that he's your number one fan. I told him it's not a competition, but he it claims is. to be your number one fan. I think it's Gareth underscore yeah. Vader, I think he said, or Darth. Ga- Ga- Gareth um, Vader. He just had a great question on our main show this past week at the time of this recording. Now. So, yeah. Yeah, I know Gareth. Who doesn't yeah, know well, Gareth? He's, who doesn't know he's Gareth? in a lower... Uh, well, we all know Gareth. We all know Gareth. Yeah, the two of us in this conversation know Gareth. Uh, he 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 started a hashtag on, on the live stream, See? which goes out to like 30 people of uh, Make Wimeris What Canon. I, so maybe there's a bigger goal here. I think that's, no, I think that's it because there are, there are some mentions of uh, and characters or reporters, even in the modern canon, and now there may be more in Legends. But, uh, you know, how do the people in the galaxy get their news, get their entertainment? Uh, I want to know. Uh, is, I know it's a holocron or, you know, a hollow news net or whatever. Not a holocron unless you're Jedi or Sith. I get it. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense. I could see this character existing in Star Wars. Well, um, someone... Um Someone sent me when I started teasing, I did that classic thing where you're excited about a project when, when, you know, when you realize you're actually going to do this and it's a bit interesting, (laughs) everyone's absolutely going to love it. Um, You start teasing and that's before you realize it's going to be an absolute nightmare to make. So you've started teasing something's coming soon, uh, five months before it actually does arrive, three lockdowns later. Um, I started doing that um, and someone this must have been a little bit further down the line. I'd filmed it because I did like a sort of screen grab, but silhouetted it a bit. You could see it was a, it was Deveronian sort of horns. And someone sent me an image of a Deveronian news reporter sort of animated. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God, no, yeah. no, I hadn't seen this. And now people are going to think I've just copied that. Right. And I believe it's from uh detours that it's not seen the light of uh, day yeah. yet. Okay. Yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, it makes sense. See, then, you know, great comedic minds think alike. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, wrapping up here uh, with the great Jamie Stangroom. Again, a lot of you here in Force Center uh, might be uh, hearing about this project for the first time through us. Make sure you go to Jamie's YouTube channel. I always say go to Jamie's YouTube channel because you've got some spectacular interviews. You've got some recent ones that are just really awesome with these, um, uh, you know, the actors that kind of make up the Star Wars galaxy. And, and then, then uh, they also need to seek out the Empire Strikes Door here. So we'll, we'll promo even a little bit more at the end here. But in closing, Jamie, what, what, have, what have you learned through this writing process with these three episodes of Lightspeed Tonight, focusing on the Phantom Menace, have you learned anything new? Have you gained any new appreciation of the Phantom Menace? I think I have. I think I have because um, my my youngish mind when the Phantom Menace came out yeah. was all in for the lightsaber duels and the pod race, but it did not understand what the hell was going on throughout yeah. the rest of it. Sure. However, going back to it and really going deep into it in terms of having to watch it and go beyond watching it and researching, you know, what, what happened with Newt Gunray after the Phantom Menace, you know, because there's a little line in Attack of the Clones that he got away with it in the court. So going to find out what really happened to sort of think about what we might write in the future. Um, if, um, 
yeah. it's given me a new, yeah, a new kind of angle on it and an appreciation of actually, even though it might have seemed confusing at the time to me, at least, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, there was some clever writing and such a, yeah, such a, a rich tapestry of storytelling from George Lucas that in some ways mm. the adults that should have understood the, maybe should have understood the political side of it yeah. were probably waiting for the action. We're only there for the action, but yeah. really there was a film there for grownups, for kids, you know? Yeah. Um, but it just yeah. didn't seem to hit the mark at the time. I, I, no, hey, I, lo- you, I love it. I love what you're saying about it. And I think that's pretty variable. It, it's a lesson of choices for uh, children as you go on your journey and, and, and what you're going to face. But also uh, George is telling us, Hey, be careful about uh, trusting those big organizations and governments and they can, uh, eat themselves in their quest for power. So yeah, it's all there. And I think satire and parody can kind of bring that out sometimes, you know? Uh, I agree. Um, all right. Thank you, Jamie, for taking time. I know you're in your shack and that could either be too cold or too warm. Your studio shack. Have you named it? Is it just studio shack? Stan groom studio shack? I haven't, but maybe you, maybe you just have <laughs> named it, but I, w- I won't, I won't be using it. Uh, after a few months' time, so um, we'll have to make the most of it for the next few months with its new name. What was it? Stangroom 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 Studio Shack. Stangroom Studio Shack. Yeah, <laughs> patent pending. Um, uh, where can uh, where exactly can they find this and all the things you do? Tell the Force Center friends uh, where they can track you down. Yeah, thank you. So the YouTube channel is called The Geek End. So like the uh, the rapper Weekend uh, ND. It's the Geek Geek. Yeah. ND, uh, youtube.com, The Geek End. My name is also in the title at the moment. It will be removed at some point because the channel previously was named after me because of my massive ego. Um, But I kept my name in, you know, for familiarity as we transition to this new phase. And it's like you'd said, Ken, mostly Mm. Star Wars, but we do non-Star Wars uh, uh, too. But um, that's where Lightspeed Tonight is and all the other stuff you mentioned. And that's a brave, that's a brave thing, stepping outside uh, an area you know so well. So uh, uh, hopefully, and you do some great location videos. I've seen you do that too, going to, uh, you might not be doing reaction videos, but you do go to where they shot Walking Dead, and it was an interesting little thing. So um, yeah. there you go. So check it all out, everybody. Uh, really appreciate Jamie coming in here for another episode of Spotlight Stars. I'll be back in a moment, my friends. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Thanks again to Jamie Stangroom for coming back to Force Center. And hey, if you out there listening haven't to check Jamie's channel out, I really, really suggest you do uh, follow him uh, at Jamie Stangroom on Twitter and all the places where you can follow him. But uh, go to uh, the YouTube channel, The Geek End, and give him a sub. And uh, Jamie's uh, looking to maybe go beyond some just Star Wars-related content. He does have some stuff up there that's uh, not Star Wars and always has kind of done that. But, he, you know... Much like me, you know, he's known for Star Wars, and you can do other things, and people are going to say, yeah, 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 but what about Star Wars? I and I, I, I just can't recommend his Star Wars stuff enough. It, it, great interviews with with cast members uh, from all the movies, all over the place. He really, really uh, is able to find some just great personalities that are, that dot the Star Wars landscape. And if you haven't checked out The Empire Strikes Door, do that. And if you're not familiar with it, it's just it's a simple concept. You know the, the stormtrooper that hit his head in New Hope on, on the door there? Who's the actor that was playing that stormtrooper? It's disputed. It's n- never been really confirmed. And Jamie does an investigative documentary report on it and, and has some pretty amazing findings on part of the uh, jury there that renders a decision there of many people in there, uh, Joseph and Jennifer as well. So uh, give it a give it a check. Uh, check. Give it a check. Give it a check out. Check it out. You know, go watch it. You know how it works here. Hey, I wanted to, uh, Jamie talked about uh, kind of rediscovering some of the things in The Phantom Menace uh, as he digs in a little bit deeper. And that's something that's close to our heart here at Force Center of just kind of always reanalyzing and, and, and taking deeper looks into Star Wars. Not that you can't stop and enjoy it on the surface and not that Star Wars shouldn't pull you in on the surface. I think there's some 
some, uh, you know, uh, an expectation that that should be the case, that you shouldn't have to dig so, 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 so deep to appreciate it. Um, but I, I think the digging doesn't need to go that deep with Star Wars if you're a fan. But uh, Jamie touched upon that, and, and it made me pull uh, out this little uh, fascinating fact from the book, Star Wars, Fascinating Facts, Story, Lore, and History from the Greatest Galaxy. Pablo Hidalgo wrote this, as you all know, and he had this little uh, thing to say here. It's just got a nice picture of Anakin from Revenge of the Sith, and it says, A New Vader Vantage Point. thought this was interesting. Pablo writes, George Lucas said part of his goal with the creation of the prequel trilogy was to change the audience's perspective of Darth Vader in the first trilogy. In 4, George says, people didn't know whether Vader was a robot or a monster or if there was anybody in there. This way, when you see him walk into the spaceship in episode 4, you're going to say, oh my God, that's Anakin. The poor guy is still stuck in his suit. So the tension and drama is completely reversed. I got to tell you, I, for one, I really support George on that. Now, I I am someone who has experienced uh, Star Wars in uh, the 4, 5, and 6 original trilogy order. And, yeah, it's different. And, and you you Vader walks in, and he is the monster. And he is scary, and he is intriguing. And then maybe you start to, you know, get a little attachment to Vader, form an affinity uh, and love of Vader in a weird way. We talk about rooting for the villains sometimes here in Star Wars. And Star Wars kind of, you know, it's just sometimes down to the design. The designs of the villains sometimes are so darn cool. Like I always say, the bad guys seem to have the cooler toys. It works in G.I. Joe like that too, and so does in Star Wars. But George has always said, we've talked about it here before in this channel, that I, maybe people, people miss the point. And I wanted to go back and tell that story. And we can poke fun at George changing his tune, changing his story, changing his own canon. But this angle has always worked for me. Now, I would still suggest to someone, if they're very, very new to Star Wars of any age, well, maybe yeah, two or three, give it a few years. But you know, if, 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 if you want to sit down and watch the movies and you're not familiar, I start with four. Start with episode four. Go in release order. Just kind of how the story rolled out for all of us. And I, I think it still works that way. I think you you get to return of the Jedi and, and the mask comes off and, and you want to know a little bit more about that. But I also think there's great power in the fall of Anakin and the big lessons there. We talk about the choices that you are asked to make and the choices that maybe destiny uh, brings you to. That's big to Star Wars. And Anakin might be the biggest lesson of them all. And I love that George had that. I love and I think it kind of works that way where uh, you... Maybe don't have the fear of Vader. Maybe it's a different feeling. And I think it's important for there to be a little fear. But I think the fear should be for Palpatine. If you're familiar with the story going into 4, and you, or you've watched 1, 2, and 3 at this point, and maybe taken in the Clone Wars, Palpatine's the bad guy. Palpatine's the villain. Oh, Vader's done a lot of bad things. And I don't know if Vader's redemption is, you know, easily given and, and easily earned. But Palpatine's the bad guy. The Emperor. That's the bad guy. You should be afraid of the bad guy. And Vader, maybe look at him a little different. Doesn't excuse his stuff. We love taking that conversation to the real world pretty fast with Vader. It's, it's, a, it's a big lesson. It's a, it's a fable. It's a myth. Don't take everything uh, Vader does uh, to heart. It's, it's, a, it's a fictional character. But when Vader walks in, that blockade runner you might understand the position he's in a little bit more. You might understand his fears, his angers, uh, and, and it leads to a little bit of a different story there. So uh, just simple thoughts on that there. Uh, something I thought was uh, 
appropriate to the conversation uh, that Jamie and I had, where he he, he kind of revisited episode one as he was writing about episode one. So curious to what you think about that, and uh, should George have done that? Maybe he should have just gone back to the prequels and made them all whiz-bang, pew-pew-pew, uh, big badass characters. Maybe he should have done a Revan film. Uh, I don't know. I really love what George did with the story of Anakin Skywalker, and that is a, a big lesson that I c- can still take to heart and still learn from. So uh, that is it for this week. Spotlight Sowers. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Jamie Stangroom. Give him a sub over at the Geek End. Thanks for listening to us. And, and those who maybe watched the Jamie interview on YouTube and came over here to find the full podcast and the rest of our podcast is uh, welcome. You can find us on Twitter at Four Center Pod or on Instagram, YouTube as well, as well obviously on Facebook at Four Center Podcast. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Four Center and uh, get some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. And don't forget, if you want, if you're interested, you can support us directly on Patreon at patreon.com slash force center. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time here on Spotlight Star Wars. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.